0: Thanks for tuning in to your Day Off podcast, hosted by your boys Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry and powered by Schedulicity. Without further ado, should we do, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your Day Off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors.
1: What if payment
0: looked this good? And your tips looked even better. Better yet, what if you could do it all by phone? Norm, payment by text for small
1: businesses. Barbers, stylists, massage therapists, facialists, you name it. Available now for everyone on Schedulicity. Norm, the modern way to pay.
0: Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tony. What's up? What's going on, brother? Once again, we're at a live event. It's just so nice to be back at live events. And, um, you know, I wish I wish anybody that's listening that hasn't done a live event, they could kind of experience this. And, you know, I just, I recommend they go out and,
1: and enjoy a live event. Well, if you're in our industry, you're a people person anyway, so definitely get out and, uh, you know what I mean? If you can attend a live event, there's nothing like it. Nothing like the energy, the people. We want to thank ABS for having us, hosting us, and giving us this great room, but, if you can make it to a live event, get there because there's nothing like, you know, just being with your your like-minded friends. Exactly. And if you're in the barber space, there's a bunch of um there's a couple of barber
0: um uh, uh shows coming up. We have Barbercon Austin and we have Barbercon LA that's coming up. And if you're in the uh in the in the in the salon space, uh, what's left? I guess premieres left this year. I don't know anything else that's left is that that might be it, that's right? it. That that might be it. And that'll be mid October, but um, but hey, when we do these live shows, what's really really cool is that we can kind of pick up people, you know, as 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 we're into the weekend, and
1: that's exactly what happened today. Yeah, and today's a kind of a barber day, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've uh we've had a few barbers. It's kind of cool though because like our first year of content, it was like we did pretty much nothing but like salon people. And then, a, then a couple years ago, we were like, you know what, we're committed to doing more barbers, and and I kind of think I'm gonna rub our backs a little bit because I kind of think we've knocked it out of the park when it comes to getting barbers on the on the on the on just a little to the left. You're rubbing the wrong side, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> True story. But um, so. Today um, on the podcast, we have uh, Trevor Moots, also known as Taylor Fade with an eye. Taylor Fade with an eye. He, uh, he's he been talking about changing his Instagram to
1: Trailer Fade because he thought it was more accurate, but I'm sure that's part of the story. Yeah, we'll get into that. You know, I'm totally looking forward to uh, getting to his story. Uh, you know, It's funny because we were at BTC and we had people talking about this kid. I didn't tell him. Should I tell him? <laughs> yeah, tell him. Or let's, should we well, bring him I, in and then you know, I'll what? tell him? Yeah, we'll bring him in, and yeah, we don't necessarily have to tell him the name. But. No, 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 no,
0: I'm not going to sell anyone else out, but, right. but, uh but, well, I'm going to sell Trevor out, but aside from Trevor, I'm not yeah. selling anybody right. else out. So, um should we get in? Yeah. All right, let's, let's it. get in. So, Mr. Trevor, <laughs> welcome to your day off. How's it going, fellas? <laughs> I saw you got a little nervous there. No, you're good. No, you're good, I was yeah.
2: watching you. I was waiting for you to spill it, but... Oh, it's coming. Right? Oh, I know. <laughs> no, I am going to get it out of you. <laughs> no, no,
0: you're not going to have to. It's coming. Good. Boy, is it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. You want to tell a story before we get into his story? All right. So here's the deal,
0: Trevor. Trevor. Um, So listen, we we pay attention to a lot of people in the industry, you know, and and, you know, we kind of figure out like what's the timing of it or or whatever, and um, and you know, these shows, they're like. There's a lot of, especially like BTC, where we saw you a couple of weeks ago. There's just a lot of energy in this stuff. And I kind of wanted to get to you. And you were across the, the 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 lobby bar there with me. And I just couldn't, whatever. It just didn't happen. You know, these things don't happen. So later that evening, I'm sitting down with Friend. a couple friends, you know. Oh, yep. You got it now. So uh, one of the girls looks up and she goes, I'm going to bang him. And I go, oh. I go, who? <laughs> and she goes, her Fade, and I go, which one is that? And she goes, the dude with the long hair, the chick I, with the beard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the chick with the beard.
0: That wasn't what she was saying at all. So, uh, anyways, I was like, I think we gotta get Trevor on the podcast. So, uh, anyways, dude, welcome to the podcast. Hey, yeah, right.
1: thank you. Great way. Great way. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought I was gonna be with two dudes, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was,
0: uh, was kind of. It, it just kind of made me laugh. I go. That's awesome okay, you know, kind of, it, it shocked me a little bit. Like, why are you even telling me? You should be telling him. Right. But then she was too shy to come say hi to you. I was going to pull her over and to say hi to you, but then she was like, you're not going to do that. So anyways, I'll send you her Instagram later. Oh, right. yeah. So uh, this is my last trip with Wall.
2: Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, you thought it was going to be that kind of podcast. Uh, yeah.
2: I wasn't expecting someone set up the tripod. I was getting nervous. <laughs> True story. Oh, That's too funny. So Trevor, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Uh, So I was born and raised in Florida, Winter Haven, Florida, which is pretty much like the belly button of Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have since relocated to Orlando, which is obviously on the east coast of it. But, yeah, I grew up there. Um, Yeah, my my whole life, just a Florida boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I can't say that proudly. <laughs> our last, our last
1: barber's in Jer- from Jersey, and he uh, he's about to retire to Florida. So yeah, to... see,
2: that's usually how people get there.
1: You should retire to Jersey,
2: right? Well, it's cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's cold. <laughs>
1: Says the Florida boy.
0: Right. You yeah. How do you uh, how do you find the industry?
2: So I actually grew up playing baseball my entire life, and um, I was really good at it, but I hated it. And it was kind of one of those things where my dad played, you know, and my brother played. Everyone in my family was came from baseball. And my dad was my coach from the time I was three years old up until I got to college. So it came time for me to, I was graduating high school, um, you know, in high school. And I was trying to figure out every single thing that I could possibly do, but play baseball. Because I knew that, you know, it just wasn't for me. You know, it kind of took the fun out of it. I played on three teams year round. Uh, I didn't really have much of a social life because it was always baseball. I missed out on birthday parties or this or that, you know. So it was kind of a job from an early age. But I was always looking for kind of my escape because I knew I wasn't built for a desk job. I knew I wasn't Mm -hmm. built for school. So when the time came, um, I was actually in a couple bands. I learned very quickly that wasn't going to be it um, because I was not very good. Yeah, there was a band, but
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> were you like a lead guitarist or something? Something cool. I was cool? like, I heard was like the were water a water boy. Yeah, I heard he was a singer. <laughs> you were singing the band.
2: Uh, that was. Uh, we don't want to talk about that. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
0: said the band wasn't very good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I was dating this girl in high school, and her brother was a barber. And where I grew up, it was you know it wasn't a really great town, uh, not a lot of money, that kind of stuff. So I would go to her house all the time, and I'd watch him cut hair. And I was like, yo, this guy's tatted up. He's like drinking beer. He's cussing at people like, you know, like this looks kind of cool. He gets paid to do that. So I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try cutting hair. So I just started lying to every kid on the baseball team in high school. I was like, look, dude, I've been, I've been cutting hair for 20 years. I'm 17. (laughs) You You gotta gotta come see me. So I I just started cutting hair for uh, one kid in particular on the baseball team. So, it's kind of not a long story, but I'll kind of give you like long story short. So there was a kid on the baseball team. I was a senior. He was a freshman. And I was a pitcher. He was a pitcher. And this kid was just phenomenal talent. You know, like was throwing 92 at the age of 15. Wow. So he had a, he had a big chance, you know, and he was really shy, really reserved. So us both being pitchers, I spent a lot of time with him, got to know this kid. And I thought I had a pretty hard life at the time. Um, but then I learned about his and I realized that. You know he was the first person in his family to graduate middle school. He was the first person in his family to make it uh, obviously to, to high school. Uh, his dad was a gang banger in and out of jail all the time. Um, his mom's wife got laid off from picking oranges. They were living in like a uh, one bedroom studio with like nine people in it. So long story short, I kind of just took this kid under my wing because he he had the potential. he just didn't have any support. But he was a good kid, so uh, I started cutting hair for him because it was one of those things, baseball pictures, prom, homecoming. He didn't have right. the money to get the haircuts. So, um, you know, yeah, I started on him, and uh, the first haircut did not did not go well mm-hmm. at all. It was mm-hmm. a definitely a memorable experience. Did he say, I'm going to get my dad on you? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, his dad would show up to the baseball game being like the bleachers throwing up gang signs. I was like, what you <laughs> doing? It's like, I'm so scared right now. <laughs> I wonder if
1: gang signs came from catchers.
2: You're right. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe he was just calling maybe he was just calling call, call pitches. Yeah, that's honestly cheating. He's, like telling the team the other signs like the Astros did. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, yeah, so you know, it was one of those things where I started I started cutting his hair, and it be kind of became one of those things where I just started cutting everyone else's hair. And I realized, you know, a couple months later, I had pretty much every kid in high school lined outside my mom's garage before prom, you know, and it was it was one of those things where no matter what we were going through, no matter what our day was like, no matter what we had at home, when I was cutting your hair and you were in the chair, we were having a great time. And, and that's, that's when I realized I had a passion for this because I've always been the kind of person that I've wanted to help people, but I've never financially been in a position to help people. So I've tried all these other ways. And this, right. was, a, this was the one thing where I'm like, you, you can't take this from me. You know, I I will always have something that I can use to to make someone's day the best it could possibly be.
1: How did your parents react to that seeing, you know, obviously they wanted you to go to college, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that was a, that was not a good conversation. So um, you know, when it came time to go to to go to college, I I wanted to go to Paul Mitchell at the time because the girl that I was dating, she was a year older than me. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) When I was a senior, she had graduated and went off to Paul Mitchell for hair school. And I would go up there on the weekends because she needed like male models. And every time I walked in that school, I was like, man, this is like, I I feel right here. You know, when I was in the locker room, I didn't feel right. I was like, this is kind of weird. This is not my crowd. So I decided I wanted to go to Paul Mitchell. That was not a good conversation. So I ended up going to college for a semester and then I, I just dropped out. And I, I told my parents, I was like, look, like, this is what I want to do. And my mom was a little supportive of it. She was more supportive of it. My my dad, on the other hand, was like, no, nah, if you're going to do this, then me and you, and this is, you're going to have to figure it out kind of thing. So a lot of people kind of take situations like that and use it to prevent them. Um, but I kind of used it as, it was, it was fuel, you know, it was fuel to for me wanting to be more successful, for me wanting to prove to them that this was something I wanted to do. And, uh, one of my best friends in high school, I moved to Orlando with him. He was going to Full Sail, which is like a music school. Uh, we were in a band together, obviously the really good one I was telling (laughs) you guys about. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I didn't have the money to go to Paul Mitchell. Um, so I, I dropped out of college after a semester and, I worked at Olive Garden and McDonald's and I worked as much as I possibly could to save up money to put myself through it. And the semester was about to start and I didn't have the money saved up. So his dad uh, called me one day. He told me to come over for dinner and I was like, okay, you know, I'll I'll head over. Why not? Mm -hmm. Um, So I show up to their house. We eat dinner. He walks me outside to my car and he's like, hey, you know, you're, you're a really good kid. He's like, I know you know, you obviously don't have the means to to do anything that, you, you know, you want to do. And he's like, I want to help you. And he uh, pulled out of his pocket a $10,000 check. What? Yeah. And he's, uh, I, I got really emotional. I, you know, obviously, like, I'm not to even sound like anything, but I don't I don't cry often. Uh, but when he did that to me, I, you know, I, I told him, I was like, I can't, I can't take this. You know, I, I can't accept this. And he stuck his fist right here on my jaw. And he said, take this. You deserve it. And that's how I got into hair school. So people always ask me, you know, why, how did I get where I got is, you know, in the time that I did it. And I was like, I will forever have a chip on my shoulder for some stranger believing in me.
0: Wow. Do you think that, um, <laughs> do you think success in this, in, 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 in your life is a little bit
2: of that, not to disappoint that guy or to, or to, or to pay homage to him? I would say my work ethic is is not to disappoint him, but I would say my success success, I believe, develops individually throughout the years. You know, your idea of success when you start a job or a career versus when you're involved in your career, your your ideas of success start to change. You know, I thought, you know, growing up without money, I thought success was money. You start making money, you realize you're unhappy because you're not doing things to make you happy. You're still unsuccessful. Right. So success to me, I I, I believe that's just individual happiness. Well, success is money. Value is something different. Exactly. I'm going to go back to your dad.
1: How did your dad react to a stranger giving you 10 grand? Or did he just told him we on we the podcast? That, yeah, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, um,
2: I, I, I really don't think I had that conversation with him, um, you know, between he and I, uh, there was probably something my mom and I talked about. I don't right. exactly remember that moment, but I know my mom. You know, when I told her, she she cried. She was like, "I can't even I can't even believe that." She's like uh, hysterical, you know. Yeah. So I th- my mom was the uh, my mom being the more supportive one. The day that I had to go to uh, what do they call it when you go to college and you have to go like see like what, orientation or something? orientation. So yeah. my mom drove me to orientation, and I was just pissed off. Like, I was right. so mad. I didn't want to All get out salty. of the car. I was like a little child throwing a fit. And uh, on the way home from orientation, my mom's like, I'm going to take you by Paul Mitchell. She's like, I, I just want to see. Which just, Paul just, Mitchell school did you go to? Orlando. Okay. Yeah. So um, she's like, I'm going to take you by that school because I want to see if you're this upset. She's like, I want to know why. So she took me to that school and she always tells a story. She's like, "I whenever I took him to the school, his whole mood changed. She was excited. She's like, that's when I knew, like, he was he was built for this. You know, so that's when I think I earned her respect and support for Mm -hmm. it, versus it just being like, "Yeah, I want to cut hair." You know. Mm -hmm. Well, good thing she went to bat for you because I'm sure her, her, her and your dad. You know, they probably
0: had some pretty heated conversations. Yeah, one divorce later. Oh, just kidding! Are you serious? (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy, man. They're still together
1: because i moved out
2: because <laughs> you moved out.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. That's good. How are you and your dad now?
2: Oh, you know what? We're 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 honestly good now. Yeah. You know, i think uh it's the one thing that uh i i i can tell that he respects what i do and appreciates it. I don't know if he'll ever understand it to the fullest of
0: Does he weeks. understand this? Does he understand you being on a stage? Does he understand that you're in the position to inspire others?
2: Um i think he knows what i do, but It's one of those things where he'll tell everyone else around me like how cool my job is and like how great it is. But it's not really one of those things that we have that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, our relationship growing up was baseball. You know, it was never like father, son. It was coach and son or it was coach and player. Mm -hmm. So for us to have like a personal relationship about what I chose to do with my life, it could be related through baseball i believe if we got that far but you know it's it's one of those things where i know he he appreciates it and respects it now that's so. cool can i tell you a story absolutely so um same thing so
0: i have a i have a 28 year old daughter and um growing up i was coaching her you know and then right around 13 or 14 she had less enthusiasm for it right well our entire like relationship up to that point was that right it was softball and it was it was it was daughter coach i mean coach player you know what I mean? Right. and And, um, like, it even got to the point to where my wife was like, you can't talk about softball in the car after after a game. If she wants to talk, that needs to be her conversation. It can't be your conversation because you can't be coach all the time. Because in her eyes, you're not coach all the time. In your eyes, your dad, and if you're not playing that dad role for her, then you're shortening her, right? right. So about 13 or 14 years old, she um, – she just had less interest in it than me, frankly, you know what I mean, and my wife again, you know she pulled me to the side and gave me the greatest, greatest advice ever, and that's like you're gonna be her dad forever you know you you need to figure out another way to communicate, you need to figure out another way to to be in her life other than coach and and it took me legitimately like six months to kind of sit on that and then to kind of like slowly start to move into that but but i i'm I'm so glad that 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 point was made when we were in a good place Mm -hmm. Then that point creating some kind of resistance or some kind of
2: resentment from, from my daughter. So, you know, shout out to my wife for like giving me those eyes. Good. Yeah. No, I, same kind of situation, you know, it was one of those things where it it was always, you know, just coach. It was never, it was never, it was never that conversation that your wife had with you. You know, if I, if I accidentally said dad at practice, it was like, okay, now I got to go do pushups. Right. You know, I got to – because, you know, obviously in sports, you don't ever want to feel favoritism or anything like that. So it was very yeah, much – And we're always worse on our kids too. Right, right, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you're the coach's son. Of course you're playing. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm earning it. it. You want to hear about that car ride on <laughs> the way here? Yeah, right. But, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, everything's everything's great now and good now, and I, I couldn't ask for anything else. You know, I think it just – a lot about what you were saying um, – about success and and pushing to that point, I think a lot of it was, a lot of it was motivated by me earning the respect Mm -hmm. because I knew, I knew when I signed up for this, I knew where I wanted to be. And I knew what I wanted to do it for, especially the education, you know? So, so you went to a Paul Mitchell school. So, I mean, you went, you
1: learned hair. You didn't necessarily just learn barbering. Oh no, I barely learned barbering at that school. So you just learn all things hair.
2: Yeah. You, when I went there, the barbering program was still so new that there, I would go to school. It was kind of, I don't want to say unorganized or talk bad about the school, but it was kind of unorganized, you know? So it'd be like, oh, what are we doing today? And they're like, oh, go stand over there and do perm rolls or go cut the hair with the cosmos. There wasn't, the barbering structure was still so new that there wasn't a lot of barbering. Oh, so you went into the school as
0: a quote unquote barber. But the, but there wasn't the uh, the structure for what a barber program should right, be. Right,
2: right. It was Not the anything. first half of my schooling was cosmetology. They put us through the training with the cosmetologist. They put us through that. And I think we had like two weeks where they went and learned nails and makeup, and we learned how to use a straight blade. <laughs> so that was like the split. That was the barber? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when we all got to the floor taking clients, you know, we took the men, they took the women. So, oh, yeah, wow. I was like, you know, thankfully I cut a little bit. Before I went to school or else I would have been. (laughs) Right. Right. That's pretty cool. I don't know if I can say that. You can say anything you want. I can say fuck.
0: You can. You just did. Oh,
1: cool. (laughs) (laughs) Should have listened to the last
0: podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you should have listened to the last podcast. Yeah, exactly. With Danny. Sorry, grandma. (laughs) 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 That's funny. That's funny. So, um. So after, after school, then where'd you end up? Did you end up in like a barbershop or like, you know, so? Uh, how'd you make your
2: meat? So I actually, while I was still in school, I got hired at a Floyd's, Floyd's yeah, sure. 99. Um, so I worked there for about a year. By the way, is
0: there one Floyd's? Because is it the same Floyd's that's in LA and the same Floyd's? Yeah, so it's, it's all the same.
2: A couple of them are franchised, like the ones in Florida are franchised, mm-hmm. but um, I know there's, it, Floyd's is a corporation, so it's kind of like a, like a supercuts or a sport clips where, you know, so with that being said, I, you know, I had my first job, I was working, uh, I think I had about six months of school left when I started working there. Then I worked there for about six months after school. Um, I then moved to Tampa to work for a salon, a Paul Mitchell salon. I did that for about six months, moved back to Orlando, um, worked at Floyd's for about four months. And then my business partner and I, we opened up our own shop. Stop it. Really? Wow. Wow. Well, I was, yeah, I was twenty, almost. I had just turned twenty two when we opened up our oh, shop. Oh, last year. <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wow.
0: So, how did that? Well, one, how did how is it having a partner? Because that
2: can be that can be trouble.
0: Uh, it's not tough. trouble. I don't want to say that, but it can be it can be a challenge, right?
2: Yeah, it's tough for my girlfriend to understand that I have a partner. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, yeah, our, um, our wives are the same, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it's it's great, honestly, because I will say he is very much the businessman and I'm very much the artist, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me to be able to, if, if the shop was solely mine, I don't know if it would be what it is because I I'm gone uh, almost 240 days a year. No, you're not. Oh yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So on top of that, having a barbershop and I used to teach at the school and all kinds of stuff and then online education stuff. So it's like, I'm always doing something. Um, so it works out great because he is the one that is like I'm handling this, and I'm just like here's the check, cut the check, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it works out great, honestly. Wow, how big is the shop? Um, I think it's about twenty two hundred square feet. How many? How many operators? We got s- seven chairs total. So we could we could have more, but uh, we have slowly we slowly built the shop up. So it was just him and I for the first year. Mm-hmm. Then we moved into a almost you know, twice the size building. And it was him and I, and then two other barbers. And we were there for three years. And then two weeks before COVID, we ended up moving into a space that was triple the size. Of course you did. Yeah. That, was, the that was awesome. Yeah. That was really <laughs> cool. <laughs> Shout out COVID. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but where we're at now is it's a, I mean, it's two doors down from where we were, mm-hmm. but now we have a street front. We're on like one of the main strips. We have a beautiful barbershop we're in a historic district so you know nice brick wall um super spacious i mean it's beautiful i couldn't ask for anything else that's pretty cool that maybe to move to denver
0: <laughs> who's in denver my boyfriend titan boi- barber t- titan, Bar- titan yeah. barber titan underscore barber titan underscore barber. <laughs> titan <laughs> 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 we can't wait to get him on the podcast we've uh we, we we've been trying to um uh, uh i don't know who Ring his arm or something for the last couple of years to get him on.
2: I try, but I can't reach. He's too tall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little taller than him. So <laughs> well,
0: let me put on my Air Maxes. We'll have a different conversation. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So when did so when did you start to get like attention for, for for what you were doing? And when did that happen?
2: I would I would say probably about a about to, I would say it started about a year and a half out of school, but mm-hmm. it really picked up like on my second year. My second year in the industry is when I like, like it just went from like here to like, you know, Huge. it just took off. Yeah. And I, it was one of those things where a lot of people call it like overnight success, but I think a lot of people don't see the work that people put in behind closed doors. Um, so I think that's something that you know, is, is commonly, un, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but overlooked, you know. And we talk about that all the time because
1: everybody uh, now sees you where you are or see uh, people where they are now, how successful they are. But they don't see the hard work or the grind or, or the struggle that gets them to where they are. Can you explain
2: like some some of the hard work some of the things that you did
1: in order to get there?
2: Oh yeah. I mean it, it, that's a that's a good conversation to bring up cuz you know when you meet people now everyone's like, "Oh, I want to do what you do." I was like, "No, you don't. <laughs> I promise you that. You do not you want you want what you see now, but you don't want I mean when I when I first started, you know, going to hair shows, um I would I don't even know if I I, I snuck in to pretty much all of them. Right. You know, I would either grab a model pass, but when I went to those things, I didn't go there to like, just walk around. I went there with intention to meet who I needed to meet to network to, and this was all at 20, 21, 22, you know, at a very, very young age to do that. But I used the opportunity to, um, you know, meet, meet the people that I needed to be. I I knew if someone could get me in the room, I could make it happen. You know? So, I've slept in bathtubs, um, in hotel rooms. I've slept on floors. You know, I've slept in my car at a lot of um, you know hotels for the first two, three years of my career. I didn't get paid to do this stuff. I was paying money that I didn't have, quite frankly, to do this stuff. You know, right. but because I knew, I knew it would pay off.
0: Well, I mean, we we've talked about that too. Um, you know, after you brought that up, I mean, even to that point, like. And we get back to value. Right. Like if, if you're looking to get paid to assist backstage, then then you're missing the opportunity. Right. Right. I mean, the, the opportunity is, again, who are you in the room with? You know, who, who can who can further you along? And and uh, it's I don't want to say it's paying your dues. But, but, but it is, but but it, but it is paying your dues, and but you always also want to be the yes guy. Like like there could be a lot of people in the back room, or there could be a lot of people assisting. But who's gonna who's gonna go the extra effort? Who's gonna stay there a little bit later? Who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna do that? Because they're they're
2: the ones that are gonna stand out. Because right. there's, there's, there's 50 other people in the room. Right, right, and it's kind of one of those things I talk about too. Because everyone, you know, people talk about doing creative haircuts or or that sort of thing, and it's like listen, like this whole mindset of like. I understand you need to charge what you're worth, but at a certain point you have to give to get a little right. So like to do a haircut that is completely, you know, absurd and just out of the ordinary, like, yeah, I'm going to have to give this haircut away in order to, to, you know, start creating more looks like that or to start getting photographs of that. So it's the same thing with your career. It's a certain point. You have, to, you have to give some to get some, but as long as you know where your intention is and what the, what the long game is, mm-hmm. right? I feel like a lot of people, there's a lot of yes-men in this industry, and I think it's, it's okay to be selective when you understand the intention and, and the game plan.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What are you willing to sacrifice?
2: Exactly. Well, yeah. me, technically, I am not sacrifice at all. You know, <laughs> I always right. say that, like, you know, as a kid in my 20s to be, you know, I, I missed out on my 20s. You know, I didn't I didn't go out. I didn't like do all this stuff. I've spent I spent my 20s like, you know, as if this was my child, you know, this 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 career was my kid. You know, I milked it like there was nothing else to do. And the way I look at that now is, you know, I'm going to work hard when I'm young. I'm going to I'm going to work and sleep on four hours and, and do another 16 hour day after that, because I am in my 20s and I can do that. When I'm 40 years old, I'll be retired and I'll be able to enjoy vacations the right way. I'm going to tell. If you don't mind, I'm going to tell you a little story.
1: And our listeners heard this story uh, before. But when Corey and I, we we've we've been best friends since high school. Sorry to hear that. (laughs) Ah, For who? Thank you for me. He's talking to me. (laughs) he's talking to me. Uh, (laughs) So when we were young, we we just graduated high school, and uh, you know I have a cousin. His name is Rusty, and um, you know he 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 dropped out of school. He worked. You know he started working really hard at 16. And we would go out all the time. And we be like, Rusty, man, come on, come out with us. He goes, no, nah, I got to work. I got to work. I got to work. Here we are, uh, say, around 40, 45. And, uh, you know, my cousin Rusty, uh, he owns a couple of businesses, construction companies. He doesn't necessarily have to work anymore. So now he's like, hey, guys, come on. You know, I have this thing. Come on out. Let's, let's get together. And then now Corey and I were like, Nah, man, we gotta work. We, <laughs> we gotta, gotta work. work. So take 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 Trevor's <laughs> advice. Work hard when you're young, so you can play later. Because uh, if you if you play when you're young, you're gonna be working hard when you are later. So yeah, we're older with like
0: a mega FOMO because you know we see Rusty out on his boat and fishing and and all that stuff. We're like, man, or hunting. Yeah, he's a big hunter and he does yeah. all these like uh like what are they called, Tony? The the private huntings.
1: Yeah, there's exotic trips on the reservations and all that. But yeah. anyways. Oh rusty. Oh, yeah, send
2: me his Instagram too. I need, a, <laughs> I need a friend with a boat. Right. Yeah, uh, he's well, got a nice one too. yeah. Yeah.
1: If you ever come up to Maryland, we'll yeah. take you out. And it's yeah. summer. Can't go out yeah. in December.
2: Yeah, I'll die. This guy. This oh, guy yeah. He's not
0: coming out after like October, you know, right. too I, got, cold that, for I got that good old Florida lizard skin. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So uh Let's kind of go down the road of like you start getting a little bit of attention and the, and, and how'd you get the,
2: let's back up. How did you get like brand attention and stuff? Um, so it kind of started with Paul Mitchell, right? So I knew, I knew I wanted to be an educator because when I was a barber student and I would go to these barber events, there wasn't a lot of barbering education. And there, what I mean by that is there was barber education, but it was like from, from me having, a Paul Mitchell background and understanding dialogue and terminology and all the stuff that barbers seem to kind of miss, not so much now, but you know, when I was going through it, Mm -hmm. um, I would go to these, these classes and I was extremely disappointed often, you know, I was like, this guy doesn't even know what this bone's called, you know, or, or I'm learning more about the guy that, or, or whose hair he cuts versus what he does to do his job, you know? So I got into educating because I wanted to be someone that gave back genuine education. So if you bought a ticket to come to my class, you would, learn about haircutting you wouldn't learn about me this is what this kind of stuff's for right so um, that's why i got into education but started i started working at paul mitchell the school orlando about a year after i graduated um, which led me into jpms um, which is like their national education team Mm -hmm. so you know training salons and barbershops and that sort of thing then um, one of my good friends, John Mosley, popular nobody. He, uh, has, he pretty much,
0: he was just on the podcast just, just as a big shout out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my dad. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, uh, he's everybody's yeah, dad. Yeah. That's, that's my boy. But, uh, you speak he was about tall. Which, oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Everyone, every time we're together, everyone's like, is that your bodyguard? I'm like, <laughs> 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 but, uh, so yeah, he's, he's someone that, uh, kind of, you know, took me under his wing pretty early on in my career and just really introduced me to the right side of education and, and and that sort of thing. And I think being around him allowed me to understand how to maneuver through the industry and how to maneuver the right way. Um, because at first you don't want to just want to like go out there and, and try for everything. You know, you want to be selective in your, in your choices of where you want to end up. And I think when it came to getting the brand attention, I just, I knew who I wanted to work for and I would make that a point. I would, I would go to the booths and talk to them and introduce myself. I remember, Um, one of the ladies for Paul Mitchell, I would see her at a hair show um, and I'd be like, hey, my name's Trevor. Nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, hey, cool. Nice to see you. Next hair show, um, you know, a couple months later, I say the same thing. Hey, I'm Trevor. Nice to see you again. She's like, oh, hey, yeah, I remember you from last time. You know, third, fourth hair show, I'm going up the escalator and someone's like, Trevor, Trevor. And I turn around and she's calling my name, you know. So it's it's about putting yourself in that position and, and utilizing that networking and that sort of stuff. So, it takes time, but you got to stay consistent. Okay. Let's go back to being like a young hairdresser or a
0: young barber or whatever. Like and let's be honest, like there's a time where you're kind of thirsty, right? Oh, yeah. There's a time when you're thirsty and and you're looking for any attention. Right. Not the attention How, how do you how did you battle that? How did you battle that? Do you kind of get what I'm saying? Like no, you want yeah. attention from anywhere. You want you want any kind of validation of what you're up to. Like how did you like focus on that and do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I had my own struggles. You know, I definitely um accepted, you know, opportunities that I probably shouldn't have or not shouldn't have because I I believe everything's kind of a learning lesson, but I think it's one of those things where you can't teach someone patience. You know, and if there's anything I could ever say to anybody is be patient. You know, be patient on it because if you I always say there's a difference between being hungry and being starving, right? If you're starving, you you'll eat anything, but if you're hungry, it means you you've had a meal and you can sit back and you can wait and you can eat the next meal Another the right meal's way. Coming, right? So I I just in, encourage people to to be patient and to be hungry and not to starve. You sound very much like Gary V.
0: <sighs> Who's she? no I'm just kidding (laughs) 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 there there, there was two there I hope he doesn't listen to this (laughs) there's no chance he's
1: listening to this Trev (laughs) there's no no chance that's I mean that that, it'll be the look he's reached out to Gary V to come on the podcast (laughs) you'll be the one podcast he listens to (laughs) I'm gonna
0: send this this podcast to him to listen to that's funny actually big shout out to Britt Siva because Britt Siva just uh, had Gary V on her um You know Britt, she's like a, she's like a hairdressing coach, and then um and she actually Gary sat in on her. She does a like an annual kind of like event, and right Gary on. and I was like, oh, good for her, dude. I I yeah, big big, big shout outs because you for know sure. Gary's not available to everybody, yeah. you know. Anyways, yeah. enough Gary V there. Let's get back to let's get back to Trevor, Mr. Trevor there. So uh, so what brands are you associated
2: with? Um, I am with Wall, Paul Mitchell, and Hattori Hanzo. Victoria Hanzo, mm-hmm. that's awesome. So I've been with Hanzo for about five years, uh, Paul Mitchell for about six, I believe, and then Wall for about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Uh, it's in, literally incredible. Like, it's it's the it's definitely one of those ones where you're like, you kind of sit back and you're like, whoa, like this is – yeah, cool. It's, like, it's a good ride, right? Yeah, for sure. So
1: two out of the three are at this event. Are you are you doing stuff for both of them?
2: Oh, uh, just with Wall this time around. But you know, I always say hey to the homies. Yeah. Right. You know, well, well, there's sure. about eight million
0: of them over there. I just walked yeah. through there, and there's you know. All oh, you artists. can't miss the Hanzo. <laughs> no, no, you can't. No, you definitely. No, and by the can't. way, speak about Hanzo. Like all of them are like six eight. There's a couple yeah, six eight guys there, and it's not
2: and it's not Mosley. Yeah, those are the those are the reps. Um, You know, you know when you see a rep versus when you see the educators, because we're the ugly ones, and then they're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just like I, I, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on hold on, hold, on hold on, hold on,
0: One of the ugliest guys I've ever met is Justin Dickman.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't have any words for. <laughs> for Dickman, it's about, it's about as real as it gets, right there. <laughs> All jokes aside, we love Justin, man. Yeah, uh, he's he's clever mustache yeah, character. Yeah.
0: He is a character and has the best or worst dad jokes ever.
2: Oh, not even dad jokes, just awful jokes. Awful jokes. Not even, I, I, I usually just laugh because I feel so bad for him. You know? <laughs> love you, Justin. <laughs> mm,
0: mm, mm. No, we, we, we're, we're big fans of Justin. We, um, we've done some, uh, we, we, we've done a couple classes with him.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, we love
0: Justin. So, man, what's, uh, what's up next for you?
2: Um, so right now we're just, uh, pretty much staying focused on the disruptor with wall. We, that's our tour that we have going yeah. around. Um, we have our next stop coming up in Atlanta, I believe. Um, but yeah, so pretty much finishing that out. I got a couple more shows for the, for the year, some, uh, classes with Hanzo. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you doing any of the, uh, barbicons? I will not be a barbecon this year. Um, I think I was already Looked for um, other stuff, which would obviously conflict with that. But yeah, BarberCon's great. If anyone out there is listening and thinking about going, it's definitely something to experience for sure.
0: Yeah, we we did the first BarberCon a couple years. Ago. Actually, I did my first because you haven't done it. Um, but uh, but I did BarberCon a couple of years ago, and it's definitely a different experience than a hair than a hair show.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, for sure.
0: That's cool. You guys are Are you guys going to be at premiere this year?
2: Yeah, we'll be at premiere. Yep, so I'll be there with Wall. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think just I think just Wall this year. I think I was supposed to be there with yeah. Hanzo, but I had already previously signed my contract with Wall, which mm-hmm. um, obligated me to those dates, so I had to do the whole switch around oh, thing, boy. which I felt bad because Hanzo had already put me in like the calendar for like the premiere book, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, dude, I can't wait to go to your Hanzo class." I'm like, "Well." Well, talk well, You to, have fun. Talk I'll to probably Justin. Look a little different, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll be around.
0: That's awesome, Trev. I know. Um, I know you got to take off. You, you got, you got, you got some meet and greets and stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, dude. Thank you for giving us a little bit of time, man. Thank you for, uh, you know, sharing your story. I definitely, uh, we we want to hash out some more a little um in the future. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure, man. I uh, thank you guys, obviously, for uh, you know just having me, thinking of me for the opportunity. Absolutely, it's always man. always great talking with like minded people and just being able to. You know, share my story for anyone who is, you know, can relate or anyone that can, you know, have something to even hold on to and put it in their back pocket for whatever in life it relates to. So, um, no, I appreciate you guys big time, man.
1: So, so how can our uh, our listeners
2: find you, follow you? So I, I am not tech savvy by any means at all, um, but I do have Instagram, which is Taylor Fade, T-I, or T-A-I-L-O-R-F-A-D-E. You guys, can maybe cut that first part. <laughs> I like, fucked no, it up a little. No, bit. no, you're you're okay. But yeah, Taylor Fade. Um, so yeah, pretty much just focus on uh, Instagram. I tried the whole TikTok thing, but I got canceled for nudity. So uh, <laughs> no, you no, didn't. No, no, that's Uh-oh. not
0: true. <laughs> no, he threw that out like he had a story to tell. Right, yeah, not, like, now I'm a little uh, mad at Trev. Yeah. I wanted to hear the story.
2: No, there was one where I just uh, you know how people tie cherry stems in their yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I put a, a cherry stem in my mouth, and then the next video was like me pulling out an entire. Uh, the stem with the cherry on it and I was like, but can you do this? You know? And it was just it didn't go over well. So No, that's hilarious. Yeah, what are you talking see, about? that's what I thought. I always say I'd be like a great extra from the office or something, <laughs> just like in the background. Because right. my humor sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid.
0: Not a good singer, not a good drummer, and not a good uh not a great barber, I Not a good barber either. <laughs> yeah. Well you know, thank well, you very much. St- good
1: storyteller, son. Good that, story. That works. Yeah, I made it all up. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Here, no way to vet it. You're fine. Right <laughs> there, there, you go.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, no, like I said, just uh, you know, huge shout out to you guys for what you're doing. Um, you know, giving other artists the opportunity to share their story, and for all your listeners. And I think what you guys are doing is is key. So, Trev, guys thanks keep a lot, it man. Appreciate you, thanks, absolutely,
0: man. thanks a lot, Trevor Moots. Thank you very, very much for joining us on your.